Hello and welcome to the I Am Guru Gray podcast. I'm your host, Guru Gray, great good friend, and I'm glad to have you tonight. Just wrapped up watching the Bengals-Browns uh, slop fest of a game on Thursday night football this week. And, you know, <laughs> what's new? The NFL putting uh, terrible games on Thursday night, just further uh, increasing the narrative that Thursday night games are of a lesser quality than Sunday games. Um, you know, I don't think we'd be saying that if we actually had good teams playing on Thursday night, but that's not what happens. Um, Joe Burrow threw over 60 passes in just his second NFL game, and he became uh, just the third rookie to ever do that. Um, you know, threw for about uh, under five and a half yards per attempt. Pretty reminiscent of some of those games last year for me when uh, Kyler Murray would throw over 40 passes and, and not crack the 220-yard mark. I think it happened a couple times last year when he was a rookie. Um, just kind of, you know, I, I see a lot of similarities between Burrow this year, Kyler last year, uh, just between, you know, first overall pick, young coach, not a great offensive line, some decent weapons around him, best receiver is aging, definitely past his prime between A.J. Green and Larry Fitzgerald. Um, I think Joe Burrow has better weapons, but, you know, uh, still looked awesome. Looks very mobile, uh, and sky's the limit for him. I think I think he's going to be a great NFL player, but I really enjoyed watching uh, him play. Can't say I enjoyed watching the game. Anyway, uh, week one recap. Uh, let's start with the season opener in Kansas City uh, when the Chiefs beat the Texans. You know, Patrick Mahomes didn't didn't throw quite as many passes as we expected. Didn't didn't get the yardage total we thought. Still threw for three touchdowns. Um, no cause for concern, not, not quite the unbelievable game. We thought we'd start the season with, uh, from the $500 million man, but you know, three touchdowns, hard to really complain may have lost, uh, some fantasy owners their weeks since he didn't put up 40. And if you spent a second round pick or, uh, a lot of your auction budget on Patrick Mahomes, you're probably counting on a huge week, but it's a long season. He's still uh, the best quarterback in fantasy for me, and I don't, I don't think there's really an argument. Maybe Lamar Jackson's close, but nothing to worry about with Pat. I was very impressed with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in his debut. Uh, who would have thought he would have gotten 25-plus carries in his, in his first game in the NFL? Um, I mean, Damian Williams missing this season is just an absolute blessing for, for Clyde and his fantasy value. And... I, there's there's no cause for concern at all with any of these Chiefs guys. Um, Sammy Watkins, however, maybe just a little bit. You know, last year, week one, 198 yards and three touchdowns on nine catches. And then uh, never topped 65 yards or scored again the rest of the year. Uh, he was awesome in the playoffs. But the rest of the regular season kind of sucked. Was not relevant for fantasy much, if at all. Um, so if you picked him up this week, definitely hoping for, uh, a season that will not be a repeat of that. And for the Texans, the story for them is David Johnson, uh, looking fresh, you know, after the Deandre Hopkins trade, a lot of people were skeptical about, uh, David Johnson and a lot of people didn't see him as a top 20 fantasy running back. 
Uh, I have him as my RB18 for the rest of the season. I feel good about David Johnson, especially in PPR formats. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson's going to continue to to throw to him a lot. Uh, it feels like he's at worst the third best pass catcher on this team that is just lacking weapons. Will Fuller emerging as the number one receiver for Deshaun Watson. Whenever he's on the field this season, he's going to be dynamite. Uh, however, he's had a really, really, really hard time staying healthy in the past, so we don't know how long that's going to be. But Will Fuller, basically top 20 receiver uh, every week going forward whenever he's on the field. So that's something to look forward to. The Texans don't really have a tight end you can count on, um, which is kind of rare considering Deshaun Watson is one of these top 10 quarterbacks. Uh, real life and fantasy, a lot of people might even have him top five uh, for both. Uh, so he doesn't really have a tight end, hasn't really had a tight end for his career, but that that only uh, inflates the pass catching value that David Johnson will see this season. And possibly Duke Johnson, when he can return to health, his ankle injury will probably keep him out this week. Uh, could be a go this week, but unlikely. And yeah, so next game, we got Bills-Jets. Uh, the Jets somehow scored 17 points in this game. I don't even know how. Sam Darnold, uh, you know, he might not be seeing ghosts anymore like last year, but can't say he looked good in that game. Uh, this Bills defense is legit. This Bills offense is legit too. I didn't think I'd be saying that. Um, the run game struggled, but the Jets have a solid front uh, against the run, and I think the Bills' run game will be better in the future. It's hard to see Devin Singletary and Zach Moss not topping 50 rushing yards again. Uh, combined in another game this season. So I'd count on some positive aggression there. Uh, Josh Allen threw for 312 yards in this game. And his previous career high uh, was not over 270. So if that's a sign of things to come, I don't know. I doubt it. I don't see the Bills as a team that's going to throw 40-plus times a week uh, at all, you know, if ever again this year. Uh, this could just be a week one outlier, but, uh, as one of these dual threat quarterbacks offers a solid floor and a really, really solid ceiling every week. But, uh, I don't think you should take Stefan Diggs and John Brown's week one numbers, uh, you know, too liberally. I think they will have some aggression because they just will not see as many targets in future weeks. Uh, so you can count on that. And then for the jets, you know, Le'Veon Bell already on IR and, Jameson Crowder already banged up, might not play this week. Uh, he's their only real fantasy guy that has any relevance. I'm not, I'm not trusting any Jets running back that fills in for Le'Veon. And when Le'Veon comes back, I don't, I don't see him as a top 15 to 20 guy. Um, if you have an IR slot, I'm, I'm assuming he's already there on your roster. If not, you should definitely put him there. Uh, should be back in three weeks, maybe four. Um, but this could be an absolute stinker of an offensive season for Le'Veon Bell and the Jets. And even in two QB leagues, Sam Darnold is a fade. And for the next matchup, we had Packers-Vikings. Aaron Rodgers looking like the prime version of himself. Throwing for four touchdowns, 300-plus yards, uh, 162 yards, I believe it was, and two touchdowns going to Devontae Adams. I think it was 152, I beg your pardon. Uh, on 14 catches and 16 targets. I mean, wow. Like, just what a massive week for Devontae Adams. Uh, with this performance, even before Michael Thomas's injury news, I had him vaulted as my receiver number one for the rest of the year. 
And now with Michael Thomas out for the next couple weeks, that only solidifies that. Devontae Adams is the receiver to own in fantasy. Uh, if you were able to get him early second round in your draft, congratulations. The guy is elite. Uh, he's been, whenever healthy, one of the most, if not the most consistent fantasy receiver uh, for the last couple seasons. Uh, two years ago, did not dip below 16 PPR points in a game uh, the entire season. And last year, until the turf toe stuff, he was looking really good. So, resurgence year for Rodgers, resurgence year for Devontae Adams. You can book it. Aaron Jones still had uh, you know almost 20 touches. I'm not worried there. Jamal Williams played a surprisingly large amount of snaps, had a near-even snap count with Aaron Jones. Um, that's still just you know the same... Uh, stuff we've heard with them the last couple of years, just Jamal Williams having uh, better pass protection skills than Aaron Jones. I don't see it as a primary issue. I think Aaron Jones is a lock for 15-plus carries almost every week. Uh, he's getting all the goal line work. And from the way this looks, uh, even though the Packers burned a first-round pick on Jordan Love instead of getting a receiver or a lineman or even help for their defense, uh, you know, that already looks terrible since Rodgers looks so great. But... Uh, this offense is back. Aaron Jones could score as many touchdowns as he did last year, even though nobody saw that coming. Uh, he is a top 10 running back for the remainder of the season. And as for the Vikings, Adam Thielen, uh, target hog for the Vikings. We saw this coming. Stephon Diggs is in Buffalo now. Uh, the Vikings' number two receiver is B.C. Johnson. Uh, and no disrespect to B.C. Johnson, but, you know, it's, it's hard to target him more than five times a game. Adam Thielen is going to be carrying the load at receiver, getting the bulk of the targets. And he is going to be a solid option in fantasy if he can stay healthy. We know he had some hamstring stuff last year. Uh, he's been limited a lot. But if he can stay on the field, he's going to have a special season, uh, getting a lot of attention from Kirk Cousins this year. And I see I – don't, I, don't, I don't think panicking is an option for Dalvin Cook. I think he's fine. And as for Alexander Madison, I think he is a dynamite handcuff, arguably the most valuable handcuff in fantasy. Uh, if you are a Dalvin Cook owner and, and uh, Madison is not on your roster, what are you doing? Got to add Alexander Madison. Even if you're not a Cook owner and you have some space on your bench, Madison worth the stash. If Dalvin Cook goes down, Alexander Madison is you know, definitely a top 10 every week fantasy back, probably even top five, uh, depending on his matchups. So that's good news there. And then Eagles against the Washington football team. Wow. Uh, Eagles go up 17-0, blow their lead. Washington wins, scoring 27 unanswered points. Uh, awesome storyline there with new coach Ron Rivera. Uh, that's all great, but I don't see much fantasy relevance. Unless you have Antonio Gibson as a stash uh, or Terry McLaurin, maybe as your wide receiver three. There's nobody on this team that I like. Dwayne Haskins, unless you're in an 18-team 2QB league, is is not going to be used in any fantasy format. Uh, and as for Philly, you know, Boston Scott, major letdown, uh, had to leave the game due to injury. A lot of people picked him up, probably started him in uh, the wake of Miles Sanders not traveling to Washington with the team. Um, I think Sanders should be fine going forward. Uh, I expect him... Not to handle 80% of the touches like some people think, but I think it'll be closer to, uh, you know, maybe 60% of the touches go to Sanders, 30% to Boston Scott, 10% to Corey Clement going forward. 
Um, so I, for that reason, I don't think Miles Sanders will be a, a, like a top 10 guy this year. However, he is a rock solid RB2 uh, due to his pass catching and playmaking ability. Uh, but this Eagles O-line is the weakest it has been since Carson Wentz has arrived in Philadelphia. So uh, he's another very injury-prone guy. I don't know how, how much he'll be able to stay on the field. Uh, a lot of question marks in Philly. They, they could be spiraling out of control for all we know. Uh, and then on to the Ravens absolutely mucking the Browns uh, 38-6. to um, Mark Ingram, a massive disappointment. Uh, I had him as a, a top 20 running back coming into the year. Uh, after week one, I have him as my RB 27 going forward. Um, him and Dobbins are going to be splitting touches a lot. And it sounds like it could be uh, different every week. And Gus Edwards is also in the mix. And Lamar steals a lot of the rushing attempts and rushing uh, touchdown opportunities. So it's going to be hard to trust Mark Ingram. You know, he's uh, 30 plus years old. I think it's his 10th year in the league now. Um, it's not, not, he's not at his prime anymore. And uh, I could see some regression for Mark Ingram, especially if they're blowing teams out like this. He will not be playing a lot in the second half. So uh, he is not a solid RB2 option. If you have him as your third running back, so be it. As your, if he's your fourth running back, I'm cool with that. And then as for Cleveland, um, Baker Mayfield, who we saw look better tonight, uh, Played against a terrible Cincy defense. Still didn't have a great week and looked awful against a very good Ravens defense week one. Uh, I don't, I don't, I have him as my QB 25. Uh, If he's your backup, you can drop him. There there are better guys available. I would much rather have Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Tannehill, Ben Roethlisberger, even Phillip Rivers or Kirk Cousins. I would, I would take over Baker Mayfield just by a little bit. Um, And as we saw tonight, Odell Beckham Jr., even though Odell only had six targets, he turned that uh, into quite the performance, uh, getting into the end zone on a 40-yard touchdown. Uh, as an Odell owner in multiple leagues, I love to see that. Um, you know, he saw 10 targets week one. A lot of people were freaking out. Not fully warranted. I think with a lot of guys uh, like Odell, you just got to be patient. Um, if he's getting eight or nine targets a week with – how talented he is as a football player, just as long as he's actually healthy this year. Uh, if he's actually 100% not dealing with anything like the sports hernia he had all last year, um, the groin injury that limited him, Odell should be in for a top 10, top 12 receiver year. I feel good about him. Jarvis Landry looking decent coming off that offseason hip surgery, not great. And uh, with David Njoku on IR for the next few weeks, Austin Hooper is a decent tight end option, but I still don't feel great. And the big story with Cleveland is just their running backs. Um, Nick Chubb, as we saw tonight, awesome in games where the Browns are winning. Uh, but in week one, uh, Chubb had a, only only 11 touches. Uh, very efficient with his touches on the ground. However, in games where the Browns are likely to fall behind, Nick Chubb is not an RB1 type option the way he is in games like this against a terrible Cincy defense where the Browns will be leading. Um, so, you know, uh, in future games against the Ravens and other good teams that the Browns are going to play, obviously they're not going to have to worry about that next week against Washington, even though the defense is good. Uh, you know, fade Chubb a little bit. Don't don't expect as much because uh, Kareem Hunt is going to get the majority of the work receiving when they're down. And even when they're up big tonight, you know, Kareem Hunt scoring two touchdowns. Nick Chubb also scoring two touchdowns. Uh 
This is, I think, without a doubt, the best running back combo in the league. The only other two that that are, that are even close are uh, Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray in New Orleans. So, Kareem Hunt, uh, also arguably the best handcuff in fantasy football. He's right there with uh, Alexander Madison and maybe Tony Pollard from the Cowboys. Uh, Kareem Hunt is uh, a top 25 running back in fantasy. Feel free to start him as your RB2, as your flex. And even if Nick Chubb is healthy, he will produce, and he has proven that this year and last. And uh, next game, the Jaguars surprisingly beating the Colts. Uh, Minshew mania, man. I love Gardner Minshew uh, as kind of like a a second fantasy quarterback. If you're in a 2QB league, awesome second guy. If he's your backup, that's great. Uh, I have him as my 14th ranked quarterback the rest of the year. I have him over guys like Brady, Goff, Carson Wentz, Big Ben. I really like Gardner Minshew. I think Jacksonville is going to be trailing in most games on like week one. Uh, I think they're going to be throwing a ton. And they don't have a real run game. Gardner Minshew provides some value with his legs. Uh, I think DJ Chark is going to be massive this year. Uh, Minshew only threw 20 passes week one. So that explains DJ Chark. Uh, not seeing the targets we expected. Expect plenty of big double-digit target games with him. Uh, 100-yard games, multi-touchdown games. They're going to come. He's a really talented receiver. Easily the number one target. Uh, should be looked at a lot. And with the Colts, uh, Marlon Mack done for the year with a torn Achilles. Jonathan Taylor now, major RB1 potential. Uh, I have him as my 13th ranked running back going forward. I think he has the potential to do a lot more. Uh, he's got a really high floor now. He caught six passes in his first game as a pro. And, you know, coming out of Wisconsin as a second-round pick, a lot of people said, oh, he's got he's got bricks for hands. He's not a great pass catcher. That's one of his weaknesses. Ball security, yada, yada, yada. I don't think it's an issue. I think Jonathan Taylor should see 20-plus touches per week, uh, if I'm being hopeful. Uh, and I think Naheem Hines... Could be Austin Eckler this year. Uh, you know, this year what Austin Eckler was last year. That is, I think he could see 80, 90 catches. Phillip Rivers loves throwing to his running backs. Arm strength is in question. Might be throwing a lot of checkdowns. I think Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines will be very busy on the ground and in the pass game. Uh, Naheem Hines in PPR formats. Uh, borderline top 20 running back in standard formats. You know, probably closer to uh, top 30, top 35. Uh, he's kind of like a Tariq Cohen, James White type of guy, but uh, definitely more valuable. We'll see more touches than both those guys, so I feel great about him in PPR formats going forward. Um, Raiders-Panthers, the Raiders won that in a high-scoring match. Uh, neither of these quarterbacks I'm big on. DJ Moore had a bad week one, but no, no room for panic. He will see plenty of targets going forward. Uh, very talented receiver. I don't think Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel will cut into his target share too much. Uh, so if DJ Moore is your second receiver, that's still something to feel very good about. Don't get nervous about him. Christian McCaffrey, surprise, surprise, number one running back in fantasy. Uh, he is as solid as they come. He is great and will carry the load for this offense and your fantasy team. As for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, unbelievable week one. Uh, 25 plus carries, three touchdowns, seeing some receiving work, probably the most receiving work he'll see all season. Uh, if he proves me wrong on that, 
he will be in for a massive, massive year. Um, but great sign for him. This Panthers defense is, is not very good, but Josh Jacobs just scoring three times, seeing the volume he did is extremely encouraging. Uh, so if you're a Josh Jacobs owner, be proud. And uh, yeah, so that's it for that game. Bears-Lions. I'm not buying into the Mitch Trubisky hype. I don't think many people are. Uh, Bears fans, maybe. Uh, the rest of us, probably not. Um, despite the great comeback win, he was god-awful until the fourth quarter. Uh, so I think it's still a relatively short leash with him and Foles. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Allen Robinson just having a super high target share and being an elite receiver, uh, I would not feel good about him going forward. But uh, Allen Robinson is great. He will continue to see a lot of targets despite the contract dispute. Uh, rumors that he wanted a trade out of Chicago were false. So he's staying. Feel good if you're an Allen Robinson owner. No cause for concern. David Montgomery looked great. He will see more and more touches as the year goes on. Uh, kind of a uh, situation like Cleveland. Obviously, the backs are not as good here. But where uh, in games where they're winning, David Montgomery will see a ton of touches. In games where they're losing, it'll be a lot more Tariq Cohen uh, when the Bears are in catch-up mode. Uh, one thing that was a red flag about Tariq Cohen for me was the Bears did trail in a lot of this game, and he still didn't get the involvement that I would have liked to see from Tariq Cohen You know, as a flex option if I have him. Uh, seeing two catches in week one in a game where they trailed a lot is not very encouraging. And as for the Lions, Kenny Galladay uh, and his hamstring – a little bit of cause for concern there. Uh, might not play this week. And these types of injuries, especially with big guys, uh, tend to linger. And whenever he's healthy, he's going to be awesome. Stafford's going to look for him a lot. But uh, if he can't stay on the field, that's good for Marvin Jones. Uh, rookie Quintez Cephas might see some more targets. Danny Amendola. But I don't really feel good about any of those guys, even if Galladay misses extensive time. Uh, Matthew Stafford needs Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay needs Matthew Stafford. If both those guys can play 13, 14 plus games this year, they will both be in for big years. If not, they will both be pretty shaky. And Seahawks, Falcons. Chris Carson only seeing six carries. I'm not concerned. Uh, Seattle is finally unleashing Russell Wilson, and I love it. I'm here for it. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Lock them in. For big years, both if they can stay healthy, uh, just as long as Seattle continues to utilize Russell Wilson the way they did in week one. Maybe Atlanta's defense is just so, 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 so bad, and that's why we saw that. Uh, but this man, Russell Wilson, is immensely talented. I think he's at worst the third best quarterback in the league, uh, probably second in terms of just throwing the football. Uh, and if he can throw 35 times a game, he will be in for a special, special year. Uh, so I think Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson, Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm very optimistic about this, this Seahawks offense. Um, Carlos Hyde. Uh, there were some rumors in the offseason that he might be a threat to steal some work from Carson. We hear this every year with Chris Carson. Like, oh, he might not be the guy. He's going to lose some work to blank whether it's Rashad Penny, Carlos Hyde, whoever it is. And the guy keeps his job every year, regardless of fumbling the ball, anything else. He's improving as a pass catcher every year. Doesn't matter if he was hurt last year or the year before. Uh, feels like Chris Carson improves every year. 
And that job is his. So if you're a Chris Carson owner, feel good about that. As for the running back in Atlanta, Todd Gurley, uh, you know, not a super high snap count, but that's to be expected. Uh, this Falcons offense might throw 700 times. I like Matt Ryan is just going to be throwing the ball so much. And for that reason, the Falcons have three receivers who I think can be started basically every week for fantasy. I don't feel great about starting Russell Gage. Um, but if you have to in a PPR format, I'm not opposed to it. And meanwhile, I think two top six, top seven receivers in Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley for fantasy this year. Uh, and Hayden Hurst only caught three balls week one, but should be more involved moving forward. Matt Ryan is a top five fantasy quarterback. This Atlanta offense will be trailing a lot. They will be throwing a lot. Matt Ryan will be doing a lot for your fantasy team this year. Um, the Patriots, uh, you know, Cam Newton rushing 15 times for 75 yards and two touchdowns. This is, uh, this is not the Cam Newton from, uh, last year, two years ago, two, two years ago. This is, uh, this is like 2015 Cam Newton here. He looked great. Uh, you know, he didn't throw the ball that much, but unless you're in, unless you're in a league where, uh, passing yards are extremely inflated, Cam Newton is, you know, probably a top 10 fantasy quarterback. He's pretty close. Uh, between him, Stafford, Breeze, one of those guys is probably going to sneak into my top 10. Uh, they're my 10, 11, and 12 right now. I really like Cam Newton going forward. Uh, I don't think he produces a lot of good fantasy options at receiver. Pats don't really have any tight ends. Edelman is a decent fantasy option, but I don't feel great about him. The backfield is kind of muddy, as always, in New England. Don't feel great about Sonny Michel. Don't feel great about James White. Rex Burkhead isn't really involved enough. Uh, it's hard to really trust any of those guys, but if the past has been any type of indicator, James White will be involved. He will be valuable in PPR formats, even though he doesn't have Brady. Uh, if that guy is getting four catches a week and five carries a week, he will return some value. He will be a decent flex option in PPR formats. However, in standard formats, I don't really like James White. And then as for the Dolphins, uh, their backfield is a mess yet again. Uh, Matt Breda didn't look great, and he's always battling through injuries. Jordan Howard looked awful and got hurt. Miles Gaskin is uh, no disrespect, but Miles Gaskin's kind of a bum. The only guy that I'm owning in any fantasy format from the Dolphins is Devontae Parker. Um, I don't like him this week in week two against Buffalo, uh, against Trey Davis White, if he even plays, that is. Uh, I think he's dealing with a hamstring injury as well. A lot of receivers dealing with hamstring injuries, uh, lower body in injury of some sort at least. Devontae Parker, you know, good third receiver. Uh, I don't feel as great about him as I did a couple weeks ago before drafts, but Devontae Parker moving forward, not bad. Not bad to have as your third receiver. Um the Chargers, Austin Eckler, do not panic. Uh, he saw a ton of carries, only caught one pass. Uh, that will change. That will change. Austin Eckler is still one of the most elite pass-catching running backs in the league. He will continue to see a lot of work in the pass game. Josh Kelly uh, completely burned Justin Jackson for that number two spot. He has emerged as their second guy. Expect... I don't know, 10 to 12 carries a week at the minimum for him, most likely. Uh, if anything happens to Eckler, Joshua Kelly, the UCLA Bruin product, should be a solid fantasy option. He's a good handcuff. 
He is a good RB option in deeper leagues if you need some help. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is not a fantasy option, however. Uh, Keenan Allen will have a step back. You know, I think he's coming off of three straight Pro Bowls playing with Phillip Rivers. Uh, even if he plays a 16-game season, regression is coming for Keenan Allen. This Chargers offense does not want to throw a lot. They will run the ball a ton. Uh, they ran, I think it was 39 times to only 30 throws in Week 1. Continue to see that. They might be the most run-heavy team in the league this year. Uh, and then the Arizona Cardinals under Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, this is going to be a, a high-flying, exciting offense. DeAndre Hopkins locked in as a top-five receiver. I was very concerned about him coming into the year. Uh, I had him as my wide receiver six in drafts. A lot of people had him, you know, number three, number four. Uh, I was very worried about him on a new team. We've seen this in the past with... Odell and other guys, but DeAndre Hopkins, 14 catches week one, uh, 150 yards in that ballpark. I am not worried about him whatsoever. He is a bona fide wide receiver one. Uh, and the only questions surround Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. I don't know if they will see enough usage to really be real fantasy options. Uh, Kenyon Drake will be great. However, and if you are a Kenyon Drake owner, you need to have Chase Edmonds handcuffed to him on your bench. I don't care who you need to drop. Chase Edmonds is a must handcuff if you are a Kenyon Drake owner. And then as for the San Francisco 49ers, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, I have him as my QB 24 going forward. I don't love him uh, in fantasy. I think he's good in real life. Uh, they just don't throw enough for him to really be that great. George Kittle is their only really good pass catcher. Debo Samuel still on IR. Don't love him. Uh, but George Kittle... Will be great this year. Uh, looking like he's on track to play this week against the Jets in New York. Uh, he was. It was said by Kyle Shanahan that he doesn't need to practice in order to play. So if you're a Kittle owner, uh, have a tight end backup plan ready. But uh, no need to give up on Kittle. He should be good to go this week. Although I'm not super confident in that. But when George Kittle is healthy, he is the second best tight end in fantasy. Lock and load as a starter. And as for the backfield, Raheem Mostert uh, continuing right where he left off in the playoffs last year, uh, going for over 150 yards from scrimmage, scoring a touchdown, seeing 20 touches, looking amazing. He is good to go as an RB2 for the rest of the year. Uh, Tevin Coleman, if you drafted him above his ADP, I'm sorry. Uh, I know he, uh, due to his sickle cell condition, uh, was limited due to the air quality. I just don't think he's going to be super involved going forward. Uh, it looks like Raheem Mostert will lead this running back committee and will be the guy for San Francisco. Uh, Tampa. Oh, Tampa Bay. Uh, disappointing week one. A uh, lot of high expectations for Tampa. Really disappointing week one for Mike Evans subsequently. Uh, I think the surprise here was Ronald Jones. Uh, Looking amazing, you know, averaged under four yards per carry, but he was, you know, fighting off defenders, fighting for extra yards. He looked great. And if you, uh, you know, like me in one league, went for one running back early and then kind of waited, got Ronald Jones as your second or third guy later on in the draft, you should feel good. It looks like he will be able to stave off Leonard Fournette for the time being. Uh, when we get to week 10, week 12, I don't know where we'll be at, but for now, Ronald Jones looks great. Leonard Fournette, uh, if you drafted him before uh, he was cut by Jacksonville, 
and you drafted early. Again, I'm really sorry. Uh, I have him just inside my top 40 at running back going forward. Patience is key with him. Uh, I think there's still a path, whether it's a Ronald Jones injury or uh, just Leonard Fournette having more time to be acclimated into this Tampa offense. I think there is a path to him being a real fantasy running back starting option, uh, but just not there yet. And also Scotty Miller, uh, a lot of hype around him on Twitter and uh, some articles online. However, you know, just because uh, he's another white slot receiver that, that Tom Brady likes to throw to does not mean he's the next Julian Edelman or the next Wes Welker. Uh, next Danny Amendola, maybe. I mean, he's not going to produce a lot. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if week one's one of his better games this season, but if you're in a deeper league, he's worth a flyer. Uh, Tom Brady clearly, <laughs> clearly has the type, likes throwing to some of these smaller white dudes that play in the center of the field. So Scotty Miller, decent option, not great. Saints, uh, Michael Thomas out for a couple weeks. Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook should be filling in. For the time being, you do not need to pick up Traquan Smith. If you're in a real crunch at receiver, maybe, fine. Uh, do not drop somebody valuable for Traquan Smith. He, even when uh, Michael Thomas has been healthy and they have not had a number two and Traquan Smith has been the number two, uh, not a consistent guy. You can't start him as a fantasy option. Uh, he's not worth the spot. Manuel Sanders in Michael Thomas's absence could be, could be great. Uh, However, he is aging, not the same guy he was a few years ago. So don't be surprised if he uh, does not pan out the way you expect. However, the next couple of weeks, also don't be surprised if Emmanuel Sanders uh, maybe goes for back-to-back 100-yard games and some touchdowns. Uh, should be Breeze's number one and number two target. Him and Jared Cook looking good the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then the Sunday night game, the Rams winning against the Cowboys. Thanks to, you know, a questionable call uh, or missed call rather by the officials. Um, or no, it was a call. Sorry. I beg your pardon. Jalen Ramsey, little acting job, selling that offensive pass interference, costing Dallas the game. Uh, you know, I don't really care about that. I, I'm a little bit of a Cowboys hater. Uh, however, I don't let that cloud my judgment when it comes to fantasy football. So Ezekiel Elliott. Locked and loaded as a top three running back. Dak, top five quarterback. Uh, the questions for this team are at receiver. You know, Blake Jarwin done for the year at tight end. I'm not I'm not picking up Dalton Schultz. I don't think he's going to fill in. Uh, I, think, I think they're probably going to phase out a lot of their tight end use with Blake Jarwin done for the year. At receiver, Amari Cooper. Just kind of barely in my top 20. I don't feel great about him. Saw 10 targets week one. Um, I think it was 10 catches week one, actually. You know, he's not going to see that many more times this season, if at all. C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup are right on his tail. Uh, three really, really talented receivers here in Dallas. Dak Prescott will spread the love. Uh, my my last thing, Tony Pollard, just great stash from this team. Uh, yeah, that's it for the Cowboys. And then for the Rams, um, Robert Woods looking like the steal of the draft. One of the steals of fantasy drafts so far. Uh on the first drive for the Rams, had three catches for 60 yards. Uh, looking like the number one receiver, not Cooper Cup. It is Robert Woods. Uh, he is my number 10 wide receiver for the rest of the year. I feel good about him. Tyler Higby, do not panic. Played 91% of the Rams snaps. He's my number five tight end. Still, 
Uh, it's going to take a lot of duds from him to fall out of that top five at tight end for me. I feel good about Higby. Great football player. Should be good for fantasy. Uh, the real question is uh, the backfield for the Rams. Looks like it's Malcolm Brown's for now, but Cam Akers got the start, 14 carries. Uh, the real thing that we know here is that Darrell Henderson Jr. will not be involved a lot. Uh, it looks like kind of more of a two-headed monster between Malcolm Brown and Akers rather than uh, a three-man deal between them two and Henderson that some people expected. So uh, Henderson, you can give up on him. And then the Monday night games, uh, do not try to trade Saquon. This Pittsburgh defense is uh, the best unit in the league, in my opinion. So he will have better, brighter days going forward. Um, Juju scoring two touchdowns was a pleasant surprise for me. I was not expecting that. Uh, the real surprise from the Giants here was Darius Slayton. Uh with now 10 touchdown passes since week five of last 10 touchdown catches since week five of last year. That is the most in the entire NFL. Uh, Darius Slayton really solid third receiver going forward. Uh, I have him bumped up ahead of Sterling Shepard. Now uh, saw nine targets, caught six of them for over hundred yards and two touchdowns. He will be great going forward. If golden Tate comes back, that might limit his ceiling a little bit, but Darius Slayton looks great. Um, and then as for the Titans, Derrick Henry seeing 30-plus touches. He is a monster. He will be a top-five running back this year, so long as he plays 16 games. Uh, that man is so trustworthy. I will bet anything on that guy to go for 100 yards nearly every week, so long as he's not playing an elite defense. This week against Jacksonville, don't be surprised if he gives you another 180 yards and two touchdowns as he has in the past. Uh, and the Broncos... You know, not a whole lot of fantasy gems here. Hasn't hasn't been in this offense since uh, Peyton was running it a few years ago. But Drew Locke, uh, from a real-life perspective, looks pretty good. Uh, this Titans defense is legit, but this Broncos offense was not terrible, even though they only scored 14 points. Uh, the real question for fantasy, is Philip Lindsay going to be okay? He has a turf toe thing now. Uh, once he comes back, I think it'll be a close to a 50-50 split between him and Melvin Gordon. But for now, this is Melvin Gordon's backfield, period, full stop, end of story. Uh, and Cortland Sutton should be back this week from his shoulder sprain. Uh, so that wraps it up uh, for my week one fantasy analysis. Thank you very much for listening to the I Am Guru Gray podcast. Make sure you visit gurugray.com. Follow at I Am Guru Gray on Twitter if you're not following already. For all of my fantasy football advice, knowledge, analysis, and so on. And uh, good luck to everyone in week two and beyond in fantasy. Thank you for listening and good night.